This podcast is made available by listener donations to Anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thank you for what you are able to donate, and please enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today, we want to talk about whether or not we can actually live forever. Can we have digital immortality in the metaverse? So, many people have heard about the metaverse, and it's kind of been going on, and this new version of Web3 has been developed with cryptocurrency and with these meta worlds where you can purchase land digitally and sell it and kind of be a digital landlord well now they've come up with a new website and one metaverse company is wants to offer immortality through the quote-unquote live forever mode so this article comes to us from vice.com and a company called somnium space is developing a way for people to talk to their loved ones even after they die all it requires is massive amounts of personal data. And that's really, you know, it's that's one part of what we are, right? But there's another spiritual part of us as well. So, I mean, the idea is cool, but let's take a look at it further. So almost five years ago in this, in this article, uh, Artur Seichoff's father was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer, which would ultimately kill him within a few years. The news of his father's illness devastated him, and it hit him uh, hit him hard that his time was limited with his father. So at the time, his children were only a few years old, and it hurt him, you know, in the fact that his children basically wouldn't get to, you know, meet his his father very well, or at least remember them very well. So in those moments, he started to wonder if there was a way that his children might be able to have a conversation with their father, even after he was gone. So. He became the CEO and founder of Somnium Space, one of the many versions of the metaverse that have sprouted up in recent years. But unlike a lot of its competitors, it's already compatible with virtual reality headsets, allowing for an immersive 3D experience. So imagine that. Imagine one day you're, you're missing your mother, you're missing your loved one, you're missing your, your spouse or even child, and having the ability to go into the metaverse, into a 3D, you know, um, virtual reality and being able to like spend a day with them i mean that'd be pretty cool i know that the idea seems strange and that it might even seem macabre to some people but for some people it might offer them that peace of mind that they really need in their lives so let's move forward so this idea of the quote-unquote live forever mode came to psychoff um and it's a it's a coming feature uh, insomnium space that allows people to have their movements and their conversations stored as data, then duplicated as an avatar that moves, talks, and sounds like you and can continue to do so long after you died. Well, theoretically forever, right? Um, in Psychoff's dream, people will be able to talk to their dead loved ones whenever they wish. So he says, literally, if I die and I have this data collected, people can come or my kids, they can come in and they can have a conversation with my avatar, with my movements and with my voice. You will meet the person and you would maybe for the first 10 minutes while talking to that person, you would not know it's actually AI. That is the goal. So 
it's, that's his goal, for you to not even be able to tell it's AI. So to psych off, these are sort of uh, potential innovations that can make the metaverse a new arena of human experience worth investing in. They think that it's about selling NFTs and brands and selling their stuff, but it's not so much about that. It's much deeper. And that's what's really cool is that, like, yeah, right now, you know, Web3 is really convoluted with NFTs and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and it's kind of all over the place with speculation. But once it kind of gets molded and developed, you know, like the Internet in its early stages, right, once it gets molded and developed, it's going to be really nice, really streamlined, really smooth, and you'll be able to visit, you know, much, much more easily. Um, right now, we have, like, Facebook portals that are these, uh, like, kind of tablet-like devices that stand up where you can talk to a family member, and it will kind of, like, follow the family member around the room. So if they walk, it'll, it, the camera will actually follow them instead of just being uh, steadfast and sedentary. So the idea is really cool, like, it, to take that a step further and maybe actually visit your parents at their house through like 3d uh virtual reality that'd be pretty cool um and then this this web 3 with um the basically infinite mortality would take it a step further so his revelation uh came when he realized the awesome data collection potential of virtual reality and techno technology uh technologically he calls it magical the amount of data we could potentially record uh, is on the magnitude of 100 to 300 times more than when you're on your mobile phone. Well, yeah, it makes sense. You'd, it'd have to be, right, to be able to collect the way your fingers, mouth, eyes, uh, and your entire body move and quickly identify you more precisely than fingerprints. You know, it'd have to kind of take into consideration the your, your mode of, of maneuverability, your mode of mobility. Everybody has their own gait. So this is even common in uh, today's technology where um, cameras capture people's movements. And they go into the FBI database and they actually capture gates. Your, the way that you walk will actually give them an identity. So let's say you grow out your beard, you grow out your hair, you're trying to be incognito. You go into a metropolitan area and they have your gait and they have your, your height and, they, and then they have their... Um, the facial recognition can pick up a few points off of your face. It doesn't have to pick up the entire face. Like if you didn't have a beard, it could take up a few points off your face and your gait. Say, boom, got them. So, you know, that's what's really interesting, especially in this day and age where a lot of people are still wearing masks. And maybe in the future where people will be wearing masks again, if we have another virus or the virus gets worse or whatever, it's hard to do facial recognition with that, right? They pretty much can't do it. You know, they just have the eyes and the forehead and that's it. Um, but with the gate technology, with your mobility and, and with the further information of, uh, that they're collecting in this virtual reality world, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, so let's take a look here. Available research backs up these claims. One October, 2020 study published in nature, for example, concluded that after less than five minutes of tracking people's body motions of virtual reality, Technology could identify someone with 95% accuracy out of a group of 500 people. It's pretty good. That's why virtual reality is so powerful. You can't fool it. So Somnium Space also invested in and partnered with Tesla Suit, a company that has no relation to Elon Musk, that is developing a full-body haptic suit. Haptic means touch uh, for VR, so you'll be able to feel the suit, 
for VR. The suit will not only allow those wearing it to receive electrical signals uh, comparable to human touch, but also provide extra data thanks to the inclusion of medical grade biometric scanners that can collect cardio and stress levels, man. Talk about giving away every piece of your biological data, man. I am not jumping in any one of those suits anytime soon. Of course, powers that be, Facebook and Google, already have tons of technology, or I should say information with their technology already on me. But nonetheless, uh, I don't want to give them any more. But this suit, the Tesla suit, is kind of interesting because they already had that idea in up Upload, the show Upload that's on Amazon, where the woman wanted to visit. This, this whole scenario is actually kind of based on Upload, where you upload your, um, your consciousness into this uh, program. Uh, before you die so that you can live forever. So your consciousness is actually alive in this program. You're, you're theoretically in this program. It's not like a version of you. It's actually you that they take and put you into this program. Now, people that want to actually visit you in your VR world that you now live in uh, can do so by putting on a haptic suit in the show and visit you virtually. So it's kind of interesting how life is imitating art here and how it always seems that sci-fi is always catching up to uh, the art world and, and the real world. And they always blend seamlessly together at some point. You know, so anything that you can think of is only a matter of time before we catch up to it. Because really, that's all it, all it takes is that it becomes a thought, right? We know how, the, how this world works. If you, you start to have a thought, and that thought starts to build... And then you start to take action on that thought. And then that thought becomes developed into the real world. And you develop it more and more and it becomes reality. So it's just a matter of how far we can push our imagination that will really determine whether or not we can make it a reality. So um, let's see what else they have here. Um, so Sykov also claimed the data will be able to collect how you speak and sound, although he didn't provide a lot of detail as how it would work. Um, but he stated with all the, details, all the details and data stored, Somnium Space will then work to create an immortal mirror image of the users with the same visual movements and manner of speech and the stuff of exhausting amount of science fiction ranging from Dollhouse to Dune to The Man of Steel. Uh, so, you know, I mean, all these, all these movies can be combined into this particular uh, company. Uh, even in The Man of Steel, the plot revolved around Henry Cavill and Michael Shannon fighting over a thumb drive containing a sentient representation of Russell Crowe's character, who, though long dead, sought to mentor his son, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that movie was great. I, I liked Man of Steel. Um and so, you know, you could theoretically do recordings to mentor your grandchildren, to mentor your great-grandchildren. And that's like, that's what the beauty of like Google Photos is or, you know, um, iPhotos for um, iPhones is that you can, you can record videos and you can have them directed towards your next generational line, you know, to give them words of wisdom encouragement, experience, and, and lessons on life. Um, and I think this, this particular 
spot in history that we're living in is going to take us into the next is to the next really millennium. It's going to take us farther than we've been able to make it in the last thousand years, two thousand, five thousand years. It's going to take us from zero to sixty in a matter of seconds. I mean, because of the fact that we have all these recordings. Books are great, but think about it. Think about how quickly you can learn something off of a YouTube video versus learning it from a book. You, but just by watching somebody do it, you can learn infinitely much more quickly than you can by reading how to do it. In a lot of colleges, they say read one or watch one, uh, do one, teach one, I think is the, the philosophy at Rush Hospital. Watch one, do one, teach one. So if you can eliminate the read one <laughs> factor, then you can you can move faster, right? And so that's this is how communities can move faster, and and uh, societies and and uh, species can move much more quickly uh, through time. So it's going to be interesting, man. I'm I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited about this new potential for humankind. Yeah, you know this company might not be for everyone, but it will be for some people. And it might be everything for some people, especially people who suffer from grief, uh, depression uh, for long periods of time. Um, you know, some people might argue that, oh, well, this is just going to prolong that and they might have more grief visiting with their relative. But I don't think so. I think that this will be more of a benefit than anything else. Um, and it, it can be a teaching tool and it can be something that can help lead generations of leaders down the line. People will actually be able to see their grandparents uh, and what they did via your recordings and your videos and see how they did it and see the challenges that maybe they faced and maybe be able to, through the advent of innovation, be able to figure out how to do things easier so that we can, we can uh, progress much more quickly. So anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. There's lots to talk about with this particular topic. But I will leave it there for you guys to use your imagination on. And just remember, if you can use your imagination, you can make it a reality. It's just about how much time it takes to take it from point A to point B. Hopefully you guys are taking care of your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health. Following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. Do something special this weekend. Whatever it is. Do something special for yourself, for your family, and, uh, and, and enjoy it. Have a great weekend, guys, and uh, I'll be back uh, soon with more uh, Lockdown Universe. Until next time, take care, and uh, Lockdown Universe is out.